Welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast. This podcast is for information only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. If you have any questions, please contact your financial advisor. Welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast. I'm Rohit Vaswani from Omnis Investments and here to take you through last week's news in financial markets. Let's begin in the US, where stocks ended the week mixed as investors weighed strong economic and profits data against inflation fears, ongoing supply strains and a rise in coronavirus infections in some regions. The S&P 500 ended the week up 0.3%, with consumer and technology stocks giving positive returns, whilst energy stocks dropped alongside oil prices, after China and the US discussed releasing strategic reserves and US inventories rose for the first time in five weeks. We had some positive news on the economic front. Retail sales jumped 1.7% in October, the biggest gain since March. Now, inflation was partly behind the increase. Sales at gas stations, for example, rose almost 4%. But early holiday shopping also appeared to be at work. Industrial production in October also rose much more than expected. Over to Japan. Japan's stock markets were muted over a week despite positive activity, with the Nikkei 225 index rising just shy of a half percent. Prime Minister Fumio Kishida's government approved a larger-than-expected stimulus package, hoping to rebuild Japan's pandemic-hit economy and put it on a growth pass as soon as possible. In the fight against coronavirus, a sizable portion of this new spending will go toward infection prevention and reinforcing medical systems but it also included cash handouts to the young and financial aid to struggling families, students and small businesses. A subsidy programme to promote domestic tourism will also be restarted. The government has also committed to assisting in the building of semiconductor factories to ensure sufficient supplies of computer chips. On the economic front, the Japanese economy shrank 0.8% in the third quarter of 2021. A fall in consumer spending was linked to the country's coronavirus states of emergency, which were lifted in September, while weakness in exports was caused in part by supply chain constraints. Vehicle exports, for example, were notably hit by a shortage of semiconductor components. Next up, China. Chinese markets were mixed during the week, and the CSI 300 index ended the week broadly flat. Disappointing earnings and revenue from e-commerce giants Alibaba in the third quarter of the year added fuel to fire in a week that saw more negative headlines on the economy as real estate firms scrambled to raise money. The People's Bank of China continued to signal its support for the economy as it unveiled its latest targeted lending programme, this time aimed at the domestic coal sector. On the economic front, data released at the start of the week showed that economic momentum stayed weak during October, as the real estate downturn weighed on the real estate industry. This, together with slowing industrial activity, weighed on the economy. Let's come to Europe next. Shares in Europe were little changed. A surge in the number of coronavirus infections clouded the economic outlook. The Eurostox 50 was down 0.3%. European countries began reimposing stricter restrictions, including stay-at-home orders and movement controls to curb the spread of the coronavirus. Austria announced a nationwide lockdown. The Netherlands announced a three-week partial lockdown. Germany, which is suffering from a record increase in infections, introduced a three-step system of progressively tougher controls depending on hospitalisation rates. And Belgium mandated a wider use of masks and enforced working from home, as did Ireland. 
On the inflation front, the European Central Bank continued to push back against interest rate increases on the grounds that inflation would fade. And finally, on the economic front, new passenger car registrations in the EU dropped by over 30% in October. This sharp contraction stemmed primarily from a shortage of semiconductors that has weighed on the supply of new vehicles. And finally, the UK. The FTSE 100 index declined 1.7%, but the more domestically focused FTSE 250 was only down slightly during the week. On the COVID front, the UK, which has one of the highest infection rates across Europe, expanded its vaccine booster program to people over 40 years old. Inflation hit the highest level in almost a decade in October, reaching 4.2% on an annual basis, up from 3.1% in September. Higher energy costs were, of course, a big part of the uptick in consumer prices. The number of payroll employees increased by 160,000 to 29.3 million between the months of September and October. These developments prompted speculation that the Bank of England might increase interest rates in December. The governor of the Bank of England said that the labour market looked tight and that he was very uneasy about the inflation situation though his comments over the weekend suggest that a rise in interest rates in December is not yet a done deal. Now, despite this surging inflation, UK consumer confidence appears to be improving during November, easing concerns about the spending recovery in the run-up to Black Friday and Christmas. And, in other news, UK public borrowing fell less than expected in October, reflecting higher interest payments on public debt and the cost of the COVID vaccination programme. So overall, aside from the UK, a fairly muted week for equity markets across the world, with inflation, of course, remaining a key concern for investors. That's it from me this week. I'll be back again next Monday for more. Have a great week. This podcast has been brought to you by Omnis Investments, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority.